Previously on the Fantastic Worlds Podcast. A slow and steady drip of blood echoes throughout the Pale Tower. Unmolested by other sounds, it becomes almost deafening. It's been a big murder kind of day. I think it's time we shut that portal down. Uh... Odessa, like, picks up the head and just starts, like, carving an ugly face into her face. Okay, so from now on, let's... I go through doors first. While you guys are, uh, figuring out the statue, Odessa is actually gonna go lay down on the bed. Abraxas will never trust cookies or statues ever again. And everyone in the town looks up and stares in silence as the bell tolls for the first time in centuries. You see this frozen atomic bomb mushroom cloud way off into the distance. It's just frozen there and it's not falling or anything. It's just stuck there and that's about where the portal is. Growing up without a dog really sucked, but now I get to be an adult with a kind of dog. You fire the gun and you feel this searing pain. Howdy, howdy. This is Angel Espinoza on awesome intro duty. So a couple of things on the agenda for today. The first of all is our super sweet, fantastic World's Traveler giveaway. So hopefully you would have already seen these on social media. So you can do a couple of things to enter and increase your chances for winning. So you could either do one or all. So you could do one. Follow us at Fantastic Worlds Pod. So you could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, you know, your favorite flavor, right? Each follow is going to increase your chance to win. You can review us on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Email us info at fantasticworldspod.com. Uh, screenshot us your review so we know how to contact you. And, uh, you know, there's wild card entries. Uh, surprise us. Maybe do some fan art of your favorite character, your favorite wolfy character. Uh, write a scene, write a poem, you know, dress up in Odessa cosplay, pink, never a wrong option to go with, fanfic, what have you. Surprise us. And also uh, share, share our podcast. Help us spread the world about fantastic worlds. So uh, we got plenty of great prizes, including our favorite dice from Die Hard. We got some great Pathfinder books, and we're going to announce the winners April 3rd. So uh, good luck to all of you that have entered thus far. Keep it up. And you can find out more about the sweepstakes at fantasticworldpod.com. Buena suerte to everyone. Some Twitch updates. Uh, This week we're looking at... Wednesday, you got Jess on duty, continuing her adventures in Kingdom Hearts. Thursday, Jess is going to gallivant around with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Friday is going to be our wild card, so uh, stay tuned for the surprise. And Saturday, Kay will continue her adventures in Dream Daddy, so definitely looking forward to that. Monday, we got Resident Evil, and then Tuesday... Some more Red Dead Redemption 2. So please tune in. Uh, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So again, i just like to thank everybody for tuning in. 
leaving us some fantastic reviews. It's been fantastic um, hanging out and chatting with our peeps on Discord. I'm going to uh, alt tab over to just to see who's online. We got, uh, oh, there's Jason. What's up, Jason? We got Kaj, Constrictor. We got uh, Repin, Salas. Uh, oh, I missed a, a post there from uh, Rock Roller. What's up, folks? It's been awesome chatting with you. We'll pop in uh, a little later to see what's up with you guys. So before I just keep on going with all the gushiness, let's go ahead and proceed with episode 30. They all fall down. So congratulations, everybody, for uh, almost finishing book one. Hooray! That's all. We did it. We can nap now. <laughs> no, not even close. Uh <laughs> So closing out book one, how do you all feel about it as players and as characters? Ready for the next one? I don't know. Like, like that <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm excited to see more character development. I think kind of with the tension that got built in the tower, I think it's just going to be cool because we've got a lot more going on now. As a, as a player, as a character, I think Odessa is just tired and cold and angry. And hungry. And hungry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. I think as a player. I think a Braxis. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a player, I'm all for heck yeah. Let's move on to the next thing. I've liked the adventure so far. I like the travel. I like the character interactions. It's been pretty cool. You know, the hilarity, uh, the seriousness. It's, it's, it's a good mix. And then as a character, again, I think, um, well, Abraxas is all about travel, so he is all set for the next thing. He already feels that he's, you know, he's already kind of saved nature, is on his way to restore balance, so he's all for the next chapter, other than being starving. He doesn't like that at all. I think, I, yeah, I as a player, I feel similarly to everybody else. I think, like, the story has been really crazy and, and fun so far, and... We've done a lot of surprising stuff and it's keeping us on our toes. And uh, Manette, I think Manette is at a crossroads and she's feeling really confused about a lot of stuff and she needs time for like introspection because she, you, anytime she's faced with some like emotional conundrum, that's what she likes to do is just sit down and think it out, which maybe people aren't going to let her do <laughs> as much as she would like. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where she's, she's at, where she's a lot. Yeah, not, she's, yeah, she's sort of still coping with, like, she hasn't been able to fully process, like, her sudden fear of death. She hasn't been able to fully process a lot of, like, the emotional, interpersonal stuff we've had. She hasn't been able to process what happened in the tower. So she's feeling kind of numb, and something hit her while they were in the tower. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But she kind of was hit with this epiphany. It suddenly, like landed on her while they were fighting and while they were doing all this shit. Well, now I'm curious. <laughs> Real curious. I'm good at building tension. No. <laughs> yeah, you is. <laughs> <laughs> What's some things you all liked and didn't like about uh, book one? I think just like in the beginning of any kind of saga, there's a lot of just small backstory. Exposition. Yeah, you have to get, like, the foundation of everything. It's, like, every freaking superhero movie ever, all the foundational information. And I think now that we kind of have a better idea of what's going on, 
it's the second season of superhero shows where it actually starts to get interesting. I think what I didn't like about it kind of it's a little bit building off of what Kay was saying is I think it had a really slow start. Like I think the I think the first I don't know. I feel I think the first like 10 episodes or so that we recorded were, were just kind of a kill box with I don't know, not not a whole not a whole lot of like RP uh, opportunity or action going on. It was just kind of like, a, oh, go there and kill everything in between here and there, um, which uh, which can be kind of fun. But when you're only like level one, like you don't have it's it's not a very exciting kind of killing things in between point A and point B <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Uh, but I, what I liked about it was it really picked up in the second half. Like, like as soon as we went through the portal, cool shit uh, started happening, and we started learning a lot of really interesting things about the world that we were in. Now, um, I think getting, I think getting, I get, I guess, indentured to Baba Yaga is like, whoa, plot <laughs> twist. That is, mm-hmm. that was fun. I did not think that was going to happen. So I really enjoyed being genuinely kind of surprised because <laughs> i thought that i th- i thought like when we started this that, like oh well naturally we're just gonna like kill stronger and stronger witches until we get to baba yaga and then kill her like that was kind of my prediction and it turns out that that might not be how we're playing it now because now we're kind of servants of hers uh which is a really interesting twist so that's what i liked yeah yeah and i think i, I agree i i i don't necessarily think the portal was the turning point i think episode seven when you guys return back to heldrin i think that's when it really started to pick up for me um i thought that those seven and eight particularly were really good episodes um uh yeah do you know what happens in episode seven and eight <laughs> somebody shows up i literally anytime anyone starts watching the podcast i'm like just uh, hang in to like seven or eight, and they're like, "What happens?" And I'm like, "Nothing. <laughs> You'll see." It, just, it starts to get it's really fine. good. I told one of my friends that, and uh, I was like, "You'll really like this character that shows up." And she was like, "Oh yeah," and she was like thinking it was gonna be some kind of like NPC. And then I got this text, and she was like, "Holy fuck, who's that?" Uh, <laughs> Don't uh, flatter me. <laughs> Uh, well, just showed up episode six. Yeah, uh, but, but she gets good in episode seven. Yeah, all I did was like cut some heads off in episode <laughs> six. I mean, as amazing as that was. <laughs> My favorite scene in this so far has been that breakfast scene when you all are together after mm-hmm. Odessa has her crazy night and your back and forth conversation is so fluid. And it was talking like how we all talk as friends when we're sitting around wasting time and i really really love that and it was just the back and forth was perfect and i want that to happen so much more but it's such a natural thing it's something you can't force and um, i think it's happened a few times i think it helped that they were getting to know me as they were getting to know my character so it was mm-hmm. like the same you know like we were trying to all yeah. it, it was natural in our actual life as well as the podcast so now I'm old hat, so it's like whatever. Absolutely, fuck you, Jess. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We know Jess now, so <laughs> now we regret it. <laughs> Her presence here is a big fat whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a good, yes, yeah. but I did like that one. That was a fun one. You know, it's so tough because everything was fun. Uh, <laughs> what What did I like about book one? Um, maybe everything is super invisible all the damn time <laughs> which for a character with scent it sucked 
that that got us so often. And I know, Dustin, you are trying to maybe pwn it as much as you can. So you always have the, <laughs> oh, well, there was too much soap in the air. There's too much blood. There was always something, but it's it's might as well. Anyway, bes- <clears throat> to summarize, <laughs> a lot of invisible shit. I didn't like that. You know, at first level, that's kind of a tough, tough thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, it, all the different creatures, that was really neat. Uh, from, again, your standard skeleton, not even your standard skeleton, there were these frozen skeletons that we either took cold damage if we were too close, or they exploded when we killed them, so they weren't your stock skeletons at level one. The different creature, like the tr- crazy trees, witch crows. So I, I like the the themed uh, the themed creatures for, for book one. That was a lot of fun, and of course the RP moments were great. Uh, as well but uh the the i one of the things i have struggled with most as dm is badly written rules are badly like you know there's a lot of rules in pathfinder and a lot of rules that go off of other rules so it's just like when you hear something like scent and there's no rules for scent uh it it adds an interesting element of having to think about how to incorporate that into the game without completely blowing it up in terms of plow through everything it means i have to think of Okay, upwind and downwind and, (laughs) you know, different smells. And and it's like a concept of a game or a level of a game you don't even think about. And then all of a sudden it's just thrown at you and you're having to think of how to deal with that as best you can. And I think over time that you and I both got better at dealing with the smell feature. No, it was just, I was like, why are these invisible creatures so hard to deal with right now for the number of them? Even if I was a character without scent, oh my God. I'm sure we would have managed just fine, taking more damage. I don't know if we would have lost a character, but um, it was interesting to see the amount of invisible things right from the get-go. And there was a lot of interesting things that happened in book one. I think growth from all of us from a plain Pathfinder standpoint increased exponentially. You and I are veterans of Pathfinder, and even I was learning new things that I have never thought oh, about yeah, before. Oh, yeah, and I don't even know if I want to call myself a veteran as far as... Um, you know, I, you know, I have a couple of games under my belt, but there's plenty of times where I know a question comes up and I know the 3.5 answer and then to do the research going, oh, that's a little different or that's kind of neat that they did that. Uh, So it's been neat to spot the differences too. I was new GM for Pathfinder. So I think, yeah, the first six episodes was a lot of us just learning the basics. Um, and once we got past- I think it really helped having Jess come in too, because she's been- a GM before. Mm-hmm. I, well, and I didn't know that you guys had played, like, it didn't occur to me that you had played a different Pathfinder. I've only played 3.5. I literally started with 3.5. So I've built my own knowledge of Pathfinder from the ground up with 3.5. That's been my only game system. So it's like, it, it's weird the ways our, our knowledge overlaps and doesn't overlap and what they've changed. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that has been really interesting as a player to see, you know, playing with you two. And then, you know, on top of that, having played, like, you guys were talking earlier about how the beginning of this AP was such a kill box. And it's like, yeah, when you're not used to playing and you don't necessarily have the healing resources you need, that can be a big struggle. Like, I think maybe with a for a proper four person party or, you know, that the AP is built for, um, or, you know, with a dedicated healer, which I have technically taken over as now. <laughs> it, it goes a lot easier at the beginning. And so you have more mm-hmm. of a, a learning curve. This just like threw you in the fire. And it didn't help that you guys triggered every single 
<laughs> battle inside that lodge. <laughs> yep. All so, at the same time. That's how we roll, okay? <laughs> Every battle, same time. Where did we last left off? Oh, Pippa. <laughs> Pippa had a, a long-held wish finally... Finally fulfilled. <laughs> finally fulfilled. Woo-woo. Yes. Party time. I got to shoot the gun. Yeah. It was very exciting. It broke my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I would say, it, I don't think it broke dislocated, you know, so it could be popped back into place. But the jolt yeah. you pa- uh, pain, uh, I would say, was nothing compared to the excitement of pressing that trigger and feeling oh, the power. Sheer joy. Like, I, I imagine that she literally let out some kind of very loud whoop. <laughs> and I, th- I think when that, I, and I think Pippo, when that happened, you said your eyes were closed last episode. Um, Did but I? yes, you you were so excited, but you were kind of like freaked out at the same time, so you had closed your eyes. But the thing is, is when you opened your eyes, you are surrounded in a room of white, uh, and that mirror that you have become so familiar with over the last thirty episodes, oh, Jesus, really, has appeared in front of you. Oddly, though. There's no one in the mirror, and the entire area is just empty. And then almost you blink again, and you are back in the Pale Tower. And you hear the shatter, but it's not the mirror. Uh, you look across, and you see three wine bottles just completely shattered on the ground from your blast. And, uh, yeah. You couldn't just let me have unmitigated joy, could you? Nope. No. Uh, that, but at the same time, uh, you do feel the warmth of Odessa kind of holding you strongly to make sure you're okay uh your shoulder is hurt um but i mean it's it, it's a minor damage that i'm sure somebody will heal up on you we won't even roll for damage and uh yeah you, your senses come back to you i don't know i guess it happened so briefly that she's just going to think like that that was just a figment of my imagination not even like i got to shoot the gun that is super exciting it was worth it my shoulder hurts so bad <laughs> She's going to look up at a Destin and be like, this is a really big gun. And she's going to yell because her, I'm sure her hearing is a little bit like mm-hmm. dead end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after that shooting is exactly the, after the blast. how lost her hearing. Oh my God. <laughs> but Pippa's like so excited. Yeah. And I would say there's a, a, a ringing in your ears. Uh, your shoulder is definitely dislocated. Uh, maybe a Braxis probably maybe do a heel check on her and not nah, man Odessa's had that happen so many times she can just pop that sucker right back in <laughs> I think while Pippa and Odessa were shooting me and Jess were doing I know I was prepping for my spells with my little ritual and Jess was doing the meditation and I know Abraxas had planned on after getting that taken care of of um, either doing some sparring with the spears and shooting the bows Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Manette and Abraxas, you guys are both probably super angry and frustrated because you can't eat right now. Last episode, you were saying how you had gone around and just started breaking things because you were so oh, agitated. He's full on. He's not feeling it. No, he, he was just knocking stuff over. I'm picturing of he's going through hallways. He's in hybrid form, just scratching the walls <laughs> with his nails as he walks. And I don't even know he's aware that he's doing it, but he's just pissed. Well, I think, well, they had just finished meditating. So I think this is his one hour where he just pushes everything aside. He connects with nature. And I think he's in the zone for that hour. And it's just a moment of peace 
And it probably took him a while to concentrate while he's hungry, you know, uh, <laughs> doing his prep and drawing the forces of nature. But I think once he finishes it, it all comes back in a big rush. And he just doesn't want to think about it. So he's just kind of wait for Manette to finish her meditation and just, uh, uh, hey, Manette, how about, uh, I don't know, how about we go a couple rounds with the spears? I, I, think, uh, I think I've been improving. It's definitely been helping me in battle. Uh, and I just, I want to hit things. Uh, so how about I just kind of just focus and hit things with a purpose? How about, uh, how about sparring for a bit? Yeah, I think Manette hops to her feet and she's already like, she's like nodding just silently filled with rage because she's trying not to throw a tantrum again <laughs> like she did earlier. Um, and she like snatches up her spear and there. I think we go out to the courtyard. She just starts going and she's like, yeah, Abraxas is going to follow. <laughs> this is where we need to fight. <laughs> hey, do you guys have any kind of conversation while you're... I think, well, they're, you know, just uh, going it's back. It's a silent and, conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of, you know, he's glaring. Um, I think the, I think as it's, as they're getting a couple of hits in, you know, um, you know, they're being cautious. They're not going full out uh, to injure each other. Although, you know, Abraxas can take a couple of hits, so Manette needs to, um Oh, you know, I'm picturing at one point where maybe Manette, you know, maybe you do do like a solid hit that comes down and maybe you hesitate for a second. But um, I just, uh, you know, look in the eyes and and nod is like, no, again. And, <laughs> and your DR takes it. Because yeah. I imagine we wrap our the tips of our spears. We wrap them for protection, you know. Um, you, mean, you don't, <laughs> so you don't change don't. the tip of your spear to silver there, Manette? Oh, shit. oh my That'd God, that would be Hardcore. I think we we wrap our spears up so that we don't actually like hurt each other and at some point i think manette is gonna get like really frustrated and just throw the spear on the ground and start fighting you with her bare hands she's like knocking your spear out of the way oh. and like sh- socking you in the stomach she knows you can take it <laughs> <laughs> wow they're full on and then pippa and i are club. just having a heartfelt moment upstairs with a gun you guys are beating the shit <laughs> out know. of each other this is how we bond we're yeah. like wolves in the forest yeah, you know nip fight. on the ear and although braxis would never bite any one of you that's totally he's paranoid about that and i don't you know i'm picturing as the um you know i think as the sparring match comes to the end um you know he's you know, taking off his the borrowed leather armor, and I'm picturing. I know he's received magical healing, but I, I'm picturing the blows that he's taken from silver don't heal as well, and you know, there's visible scarring or it's like red discoloration. Looking at it, you know, he's gonna turn to Manette and uh, say. Uh, you know, Manette, I think I've I've mentioned before that there's all sorts of dangers in Irisin. I know the guards seem prepared for my kind. I don't know how long it is before we'll run into them. I'm glad we have some silver weapons for... I think it'd be a good idea for everyone to have a dagger, a sword with them. Uh, he looks at you like really seriously and he's human form now um he looks at you really seriously he kind of looks to his feet he's kind of has that look like he's trying to think of what to say he looks up and the curse that i carry is 
is very dangerous. I was born with it uh, as well as my parents and my grandparents and my family generations back. But those that feel the bite, it's... Some people seek it for power, but... And it, in, it indeed is powerful, but... Those bitten lose all control of themselves. I... And he looks at the the snowflake thing in his arm and you know he's he's realizing it that he is under some sort of compulsion you know a focused one but he doesn't like that feeling and he, you know he looks at you again should I, I know you have the best interests of everybody and I know uh, everybody's t- kind of tempers are a little higher we can't eat Oh my god, we can't eat. But I need you. And now that the girls aren't here, I need you to promise me should should I fall under the control of the witches that you will use this silver and do whatever it takes to protect the girls. Do I Can you make me that promise? Manette looks like she wants to say something kind of contrary, but I think with everything being so grim and serious, she's having too much emotional turmoil to put her thoughts together properly, and she thinks, like, this isn't the time to argue. This is the time to make that promise, and in her own head with the caveat that she will first try to bring him back from the brink but she doesn't voice that (laughs) but um internally Manette is thinking like I you know I will do everything to bring him back before I kill him she slaps Abraxas on the shoulder and says I I make that promise and um I will take care of all of you we'll all take care of each other that's that's how this works I think he just uh you know takes a relief breath Uh, okay thank you uh I'm going to attempt to fix my armor now I should be I should be done in about uh, uh, before the hour is done but uh, I'm gonna prepare the magics so if anybody's looking for me uh, I'm just gonna set up set up here I feel I feel much better and I'll feel more myself once I have my my family's armor on I'm sorry that your armor was shredded. I didn't know it was so important to you. If there's any way I can help, please let me know. I'm, I don't know anything about leatherworking, so that's probably pretty useless, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm learning a bit myself, but I'm, I'm hoping the magic takes, uh, takes hold and does the heavy lifting. Well, holler if you need anything. He just nods. Back up the stairs, Pippa is nursing her shoulder, which Odessa just popped back into place. (laughs) It's been a fun bonding experience. That raffle packs an incredible punch. I had no idea how strong your stance must have to be to be able to absorb that. You are incredible, and that was awesome. (laughs) My my upper body strength is actually pretty impressive. I have to carry a 15-pound gun around. All the yeah. time. Then I have to hold it up. The recoil is crazy. So yeah, man, it's all about upper body and then like really good quad strength. You know, it's got just like really good core. Well, it's 
really impressive. Well, I thank you. Never let me do it again. <laughs> no. Um, actually, you know, when my shoulder used to get dislocated all the time when I was learning, I just had a drink after and we just blew up a bunch of wine. I think there's one left in the kitchen that we could grab. Well, how does that sound? Well, I mean, I don't hate the idea, but honey, you seem to be having some trouble lately mm-hmm. when, yeah, when there's alcohol uh, around or involved or when you try to drink it, even though it's making you sick. Do Are you okay? I mean, define okay? Well... I have been noticing uh, during our time together. We've been traveling together nearly three months uh, yeah, at this point. It's been yeah. a while. And uh, you do tend to reach for the bottle often, which which is understandable in some. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy I enjoy a stiff drink myself, uh, but. Yours is starting to be concerning to me in the sense that it's literally making you sick and you're still reaching for it. And I'm I'm beginning to wonder if perhaps you would like some help in, I don't know, finding alternate methods of coping with stress. Well, um, so I, I guess I, uh, and she kind of just like, you know, when you're trying to think of what to say and you can't think of anything. So you kind of just like keep moving your hands forward like you're going to say something, but then nothing really happens. And she's just like, so about that, it it might not be the worst idea. Um, I can't drink right now. Unless my god lets me, which has been kind of cool because like every once in a while I'll be sitting there and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a beer, which has been kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you might be onto something. Um, okay. I, uh, I guess I kind of started using it as my one and only coping mechanism and... I just kind of kept going with it, and now that I don't have that, I don't have one, a coping mechanism at all. And that's been really fun since we are literally facing death all the time, and everything is kind of made of garbage right now. So it's been a good time. I can certainly understand that. I don't, I know that we haven't talked much about your past, and that's. That's fine. You're under no obligation to tell me anything about your history if you don't want to. But you've told me enough that I, I understand that it was it was rough. And so I totally understand why this would be a coping mechanism for you. But I'm, I, too, have been running into an issue where, with struggling with some impulses that I don't understand. And I don't know. Maybe we can we can work together on I don't know meditating or something. Abraxas seems to get a lot out of it, but 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I know. Just, it's weird. It's just like sitting it, in silence. What do you I do? I don't understand at all how that's supposed to help with anything. But but maybe there's something that... I, but my point is, what I'm trying to say is that I think you're incredibly strong to have gotten through the things you've gotten through. And... And I'm I'm here for you if, if you need help with anything, including including saying no and keeping certain things out of your reach. That might not be um, the worst idea in the world. I have very bad self-control. Don't know if you've noticed. I kind of just do whatever I want. So, um... It's one of your more charming qualities. Why, thank you. <laughs> I, uh... I like to think so, you know, the uh, just general sense of not giving a shit is kind of one of my cornerstone qualities. Um, but yeah, it might not be uh, the worst thing in the world to just, the next time I try to drink and uh, make myself sick, just bat it out of my hand, hand it to Abraxas, might not be the worst idea. I don't know. I hate it. And I would really like to have drinking back again. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. You know, maybe Caden's right, and I've just gone down this dark hole, and I'm in it now. And maybe Manette's right, and I need to deal with feelings. I hate all of that, though, because there's a lot of them, and they're just in there, and they're all pent up. And I and she, you can see she's about to go on this like really long, like rambling rant, and then she just looks at you and she goes, "But we don't need to do all of this right now." in the middle of a place where we just murdered 50 people. This might be, yeah, the wrong place for it. Yeah. Even though I, I do admit a lot of my, my general frustration uh, is, has been pretty relaxed after today. Yeah. Outside of a Outside of a general irritation that I don't think any of us are going to be consuming anything for a hot second. Yeah, this hunger thing's real garbage. I've never been excellent at comforting people myself. I'm, I'm better at telling them what they want to hear and then taking their stuff uh, but mm, mm-hmm. you're very good at that you know honestly I admire it at some I've just gotten to that point so I think after Pippa's kind of awkward speech she's just going to kind of abruptly sort of stand and then like hug you really quickly <laughs> Adessa just kind of is like momentarily taken aback and then like hugs you and like wraps her arms around you and like pats you on the back kind of like mechanically at first and then just kind of like relaxes into it and like actually gives you a hug oh like it starts off like a bro hug yeah and then it turns like into we're just like, like a pounding each other's boom, boom. backs oh, oh, okay. anyway, uh. <laughs> i don't know maybe manette's right and we should feelings things more oh god i hate thinking about the fact that manette is right Not- about anything ever it's all right. We don't have to feelings things as much as she wants us to feelings things. That's all she wants to but, do is talk about feelings. Some, some feelings are are good, and we should explore those more. I don't know. I just don't. I don't want to be on the same level as Manette, and and just like gets really frustrated, like gets to this point where you think she's gonna get really upset and like ramble again, and then just <sighs> it's fine. We're just gonna let that go right now. Goodbye. Well, how about? We go back to town, and we don't talk about feelings for, like, the rest of the day. And go, like, talk oh about weapons God. instead. Oh, that sounds so good. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's go do that. 
All right, let's go find those weirdos. I think they're just down there beating each other up. Talk about bad coping mechanisms. But I mean, right. honestly, violence. I think as you guys walk downstairs, uh, you see Hatch, uh, Odessa, and he comes up to you and he's like, hey, can I can I get your help for a second? Yeah, buddy. Sure. What's up? He walks you over to one of the pipes that's in the hidden room. He gets a rock or something and he marks an X on one of the pipes. Can you hit that spot with your gun? I have never been so ready for a request in my whole life. When you hit it, we have to run. Fuck! Okay. What? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) He pulls you very far back. He's like, Matt, you gotta be at your farthest back. (laughs) So she gets as far back as she physically can while she can still see. And uh, puts that gun right up to her eye like Pippa did. Right against her shoulder, man. Gets it all lined up. And she pulls that trigger. Doesn't dislocate her shoulder. Shoots that pipe. So when it hits the pipe, At first, just a bunch of steam comes out, and that's the reason why he wanted you to back out, because that steam would do a massive amount of damage to you to get that blood on the face. But the steam starts to spread out into the room, and you see the ice very quickly melting in that little corner of that room. And he's like, we need to go now. Goes out into the courtyard, uh, and I I imagine Abraxas is just putting on his finely mended leather. Oh yeah, he's feeling great. So you're putting on that, and you see... I think it's first it's it's Odessa and Hatch running. And Odessa's just running. She's like, this guy's a fucking psycho. What? <laughs> like, we need to go. We need to go. You guys all start to follow him. And just as you get outside, you see this corner of the tower melt away. And it melts away more and more and more. And then the tower just starts to fall. Odessa picks up Pippa and is running with Pippa. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's probably goodness. best. That's probably for the best. We don't have time for your pride. We need to go. It kind of does it in slow motion at first. And then all of a sudden it just hits the ground and a flurry of ice comes out the air and just dust all of you with snow, like covers you all. Like there's a mound there where you are all at. A little warning hatch what would have been do? excellent. You are a fucking psycho little fey thing. What the hell? Guys, he asked me to shoot this pipe, and I thought it would be super cool. And okay, like, it is actually really cool that we just totally blew that building up. But what the hell with us still being inside it? I told you guys to move. That was very foolish. I'm so much shorter than all of these other people. I had to be carried, Hatch. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't. Not all of us can fly. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't carry you in the most um, no, ladylike you fashion. No, you had to do what you had to do to save my life. I really envision <laughs> that she does that thing where she did that thing where she like ran up behind you and just grabbed you by the back of your clothes and just yeah, like, like lifted you up over her shoulder and just bolted. Oh my! Yeah, Braxis looks super annoyed and. You're, he, you're, he starts weaving symbols in the air. You already, I think he's cast it so many times you're aware of it, but it's the uh, Camino Endure elements. He was picturing casting it indoors before coming out to the frigid cold, and he taps uh, Manette and Pippa, yeah. envelop them in its protective magic. Although Odessa, he, you know, he has a little necklace that has like a little pulley on it. He yes. grasps it before imbuing that strength within Odessa oh, that lets good. her carry stuff. So you have the ant hall again for the day. Shit, yeah. Uh, 
after that, you guys get settled down. <laughs> I don't think anybody's used to a giant tower falling down in front of them, and it kind of gave a little earthquake and covered in snow and all things that are probably unpleasant to Odessa. And you guys start walking back to Waldsby. What is weird is everything is really quiet right now. The only thing you guys hear is the crunch of each other's snowshoes as you oh my walk God. through. Something fucked up happened to Waldsby, didn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> no, you guys, no. You guys are a good, like, two and a half hours away from Waldsby, so okay. no. All right, I, all right, I continue. still hold to what Abby said. Something fucked up happened. <laughs> continue with the eerie silence. Though. I think it's more of the regional power in the area just got destroyed, and the creatures don't know how the hell to react to that. That That's kind of freaky. You walk through that region where the, you met Lytol, and all those crows were in the trees. They're sitting in the trees, but they're all this quiet. And you guys just continue to walk through. That is so unsettling. <laughs> hmm, that's kind of creepy. As you guys are walking through where all those crows are, Hatch gets together a snowball and throws it at the crows. And they all squawk and fly off. <laughs> the sandwich driving me crazy. <laughs> all it made me think about was that one time with the freaking shitty big witch crow that took Jim. She takes Jim off her shoulder and holds him tighter and is like, they're not going to do it again. Hatch goes, hey, Abraxas, should should we get some crows for, for lunch? I think at this point, uh, um, I'm picturing Abraxas is heading back in wolf form so uh, Pippa can have a nice mount and not worry about... <laughs> <laughs> messing with the snow. They already got covered in snow from the avalanche. And unceremoniously carried. Pippa, like, <laughs> gratefully clinging to Abraxas's back. She's, like, just still, like, shaking off, like, bits of snow, like, getting it out of her coat, like. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to answer Hatch, you guys, I think, hear his stomach grumble, his wolf, <laughs> little wolf tummy. And he just... The only sound that escapes him after that is just a annoyed growl, and he just shakes his head and continues walking. Hatch, for the love of all that is holy in this world, don't talk about food. Another little growl. <laughs> Hatch also has this like moment of insight, and he remembers that you guys can't eat right now, and he's like, oh. Oh, s- sorry. And you look, and there's a little black feather out of the side of his mouth. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a little head. piece of shit. <laughs> you don't want to be around here right now. I know a little wine from Abraxas. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, no more, uh, no more, no more food talk. And uh, he kind of puts his head down and wanders <laughs> ahead of time, all dejected. Like you know that that feeling when can you, you ha- fly dejectedly? You can <laughs> apparently <laughs> he can you like because he's hang doing his it. head just like <laughs> you know like how they do it in Arrested Development when something bad happens they all just go like yes. yeah and I think <laughs> I think the dejected Charlie Brown music plays where it's like da 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 <laughs> da da, da. <laughs> perfect <laughs> and you guys keep wandering through so I think as we're all walking. Odessa, even though she literally just told Pippa that they weren't going to talk about feelings, I think in this eerie freaking silence, she's just in her head because that's what you do when there's no input of anything other than like, 
All right, there's some trees, there's some more trees, and it's quiet. You just think about shit. I, am I am I alone in that? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> just nope. you just hear the rumbling in his stomach from time to time, and I think <laughs> Pippa's the only one that could tell where he, she can. She's writing him, so I think she can feel when he tenses up or his ears do the (laughs) or he digs into the snow just a little bit she like pats his shoulder like every time this happens (laughs) sheer frustration his stomach is growling so loud it's like pippa sitting in a massage chair oh shit Uh (laughs) i think odessa would probably be thinking about the situation with the doppelganger and uh would i i don't think she'd feel like guilty about the situation but she probably feels bad about how she handled it because like i think she would still stand by like wanting to have killed her but didn't need to be shitty to abraxas and pippa and so i think she would almost just kind of be like hey uh hey guys i just Kind of wanted to, uh, oh god, I uh, apologize just real quick, uh, for that whole, whole, uh, situation with the not Argentea doppelganger person. Um, while I stand by what I was saying at the time, I, uh, I didn't need to be mean to you guys about it. And, uh, Pippa, I, sh- I should have, I should have been more receptive to you trying to be understanding. And instead, I was just a dick about it. And, uh, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, but with everything that happened, I almost clean forgot about that. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, not, not about the doppelganger, but about, I guess, talking about it. I, I suppose so. No hard feelings here. It was a tense situation. I still stand by my opinion, which is I cannot stand the idea of attacking someone that's not actively trying to kill me. Which is why we didn't attack. That's all Minette says for now. <laughs> Pippa kind of glances at her all side-eyed. It's like, right. I can definitely see how my judgment was probably a little clouded. I feel like it hasn't been outwardly spoken but i kind of struggle with manipulative women and it just generally kind of makes me a little irrational i guess you could say that's understandable tensions were so high in that tower i don't hold any of you accountable or for anything that we said just it was a long day we killed a lot of things. I think at this point, Abraxas's ears uh, start doing it. You know, I think they twitch or do their thing when they reorient on sound, but this one's almost like he's moving them in very precise ways. <laughs> and after a couple of seconds, <laughs> he's able to speak. Uh, just cast B speak, which is a cool spell that you can cast <laughs> in an animal oh, form. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I that's had it, awesome. I had it memorized just for the ride back. Um, <clears throat> I think his jaws kind of move as he's kind of getting used to it. He's like, oh, the not Argentea. Odessa literally like jumps and is like, the Argentea. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that thing. Um, was that a point of contention? Awkwardness? I don't remember. I remember <laughs> you guys going back and forth, whether to 
if you kill her, but we already had so many bodies at our feet. I, I, I was just with Pippa. There was just no need to put her down until she came to attack us or anything like that. But uh, I guess she would have gone down with the tower, right? Hatch, <laughs> she was still there. <laughs> Manette makes a a slash in the snow with her spear because she's like thinking about something and she's kind of silently (laughs) absorbing this conversation and feeling uncomfortable. And so she finally speaks up and says, have you registered truly and fully absorbed what the stakes are, what we're fighting for? This isn't a simple battle anymore. This isn't a mission to save a noble or infiltrate a corrupt aristocrat's house and take back what he's stolen. This is a battle for the entire world. One tiny misstep could mean the end of Galarian. Hell, it could mean the end of Irison as well. And you've seen exactly what these witches are doing to the local communities. It wasn't only Nadia. Everyone in Waldsby was scared out of their wits. If we do not proceed with caution, if we do not take action when necessary, if we let the wrong person walk free without determining their intentions, we could lose everything. And I don't think any of us have treated this situation with the measure of deference that is called for. And then she just walks really fast ahead. (laughs) You know, Pippa, we had definitely talked about not talking about feelings, and I think that that was the right decision, and I think I ruined it. Yeah. Yeah, that got shot in the foot pretty hard <laughs> just now. Yeah, Manette sort of like, it hit her like a ton of bricks while they were in the tower, like exactly, pretty much while they were, you know, fighting near the end there, like how heavy all of this actually is and how much she just wasn't processing it until then and how she like needed to confront that and finally say something about it too. Odessa would pat Pippa on the back. Oh, good. I'll be right back. And it's just kind of, kind of like jog snow, jog through the snow to try and like catch up to you. <laughs> I have super, listen, if I really wanted to get away too, the hilarious thing is those, uh, those snowshoes I have, I can move oh, yeah. extra fast. Oh my God. <laughs> I can just like activate 10 rounds of being like, oh. So if you like really wanted to like storm out, you really, <laughs> you see me jet skiing. And then, like, stomp and all of your tracks are gone so we can't even follow you because that's one of the other feats. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead, Manette. Do that. I would love for you to do that. No. Oh, no. I would be dead. He wants to kill me. See? This yep. is... Dustin wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dustin's a monster. We knew that. Yeah. So Adessa, like, runs up, loops her arm in through your arm and kind of, like, pulls you close. And it's just, like, as you're, like, walking... And it's just like, so that was cool. Do you want to talk about talk about that? Are you okay? I'm fine. I've been thinking a lot. And it needed to be said. So I said it. I mean, I agree with you. And I honestly hadn't realized either until this moment. That's exactly what I'm worried about. Here's here's what I'm thinking right now, Odessa. I don't process fear well. I've learned that about myself. And I'm working on it, and I'm also trying not to let fear rule me, because Kepri teaches that those who are ruled by fear become bigots and zealots and worse, but it's hard to process all of this at once. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you feel the same way. 
we're all coping differently <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm probably a little bit more well-equipped for all this. I've uh, been through some shit, so this kind of all feels par for the course at this point. On this scale, though, you've been involved in a world-ending, cataclysmic, potentially apocalyptic event. I guess when you're 16 and you watch your mom eat your dad, it feels pretty world-ending. So, uh... And she, like, tries to laugh it off. That's <laughs> such a good point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Touché. Wow, I haven't said that out loud in a really long time. Um, So, I don't know. I ran away from home and ended up in a brothel. And they were just friggin' criminals, like, everywhere. So, I don't know, man. It, it's different, and I see that it's different, but, like, my world ended when I was 16 when my dad died, so this is all just kind of a nice after story for me at this point. Hatch lands on Manette's shoulder. My world ended when Thoro went away. And he gets really sad. I'm sorry, both of you. That's pretty damn heavy. But I'm still here. And I'm still fighting. World ending, world beginning, world as is. Makes no difference. Just be best at what you can be. Thank you, Hatch. I think I'm realizing that in my own way. Like I said, I just right now I think I just need time to properly process this. Yeah, no, definitely. I honestly understand that better than most. And um, if it makes you feel any better, we don't have to keep fighting. I can stop being shitty as often. I can try. Okay, I can try. I am inherently kind of shitty, but I, I will try not to be. <laughs> and that can at least be one less thing that stresses you out. Is that better? <laughs> Manette laughs and she pats your hand but she says your heart's in the right place but I will tell you there's a lot more to this than what we're talking about and um, it's not about us fighting that doesn't stress me out it's not about disagreements the only thing I'm worried about is us failing I think at that moment I think you guys slowed down as you were talking I think Abraxas and Pippa catch it up to you because they can maintain a consistent pace. And you see Hatch, see you guys get closer. I think I think we need group hug. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Manette says to, says she's sorry to Pippa, sort of like in a like I'm sorry that I, you know, got so intense about it. I didn't mean to to come off so harshly. I think I sound much angrier no. than I am. <laughs> no, you're a you said a mouthful, Manette. That's, you're not, you're not wrong. That is a sobering uh, thought that I think some of us, uh, myself, someone included, have been avoiding a little in order to, I mean, I've certainly never dealt with anything on this scope. Oh, and you know before. I can't avoid things. <laughs> no, no. I that's try just I like... Try. Laughing to herself because she's just like so uncomfortable with what I've been talking about. I'm so uncomfortable this whole day. And I do, I do think, I think you're right. 
Although, I would love to debate this with you some other time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's still things we need to work out, but... <laughs> But you're you're very right, and we should be taking this more seriously. I think it it needed to be said. I it did. I'm I'm used to the avalanche not concerning itself for the pebble as it races across the land, or uh, the savage fire that burns an entire forest doesn't concern itself for the smallest twig. But I hear those forces. Uh, sometimes I feel as one with them, but. I also, I am the twig. I, I am the pebble. It needed to be said to not forget the, the small things that make up the world and to kind of keep an eye on that. So it, it needed to be said, Manette. Well, well said. Well said. And I, I will not forget them. I remember, I remember those that passed and, uh, this person, this individual, Whatever ill will they had, or maybe path that they wouldn't have taken, I'll make sure to remember them. And we'll fight, Manette. We won't let the world fall. Aw, group hug. Group hug. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Clink Spears. Twin Spears. <laughs> he just nudges the spear with his little with his little snout. Oh, yeah. Snoot. <laughs> he's still. And I he's still a wolf. And I think while he's in wolfy form, his hearing's a whole lot better. So I think he heard a lot more than. I think at one point when Odessa was talking about the mom meeting the dad and Abraxas and Pippa recorded away his ear twitched and maybe he said it too softly for Pippa to hear, but I, I'm picturing him going, I must have misheard that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's remembering how, you know, his doggo form helps Odessa. So he's going to, you know, brush against her leg uh, and kind of keep, keep her pace where he's nearby. <laughs> Doggo Apraxis. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, I think I think after this like really heartfelt, empowering, supportive conversation, Anessa doesn't know what to do with herself. So she's going to push Manette in the snow and be like, We're gonna make snow angels. <laughs> and just like fall down into the snow next door and just all arms and legs. Snow <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, let's have fun. Help me build a snowman. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Makes a snowball and chucks it at Hatch. I'll make you you a little snowman, Hatch. Um, Manette just like laughs and rolls her eyes in a very good natured way when you push her down because she knows you're avoiding feelings again. But she's like, I got one W today, one win, when she talked about all that stuff. (laughs) Yes. I did it. <laughs> and you'll never know if I made these diplomacy rolls. Wink. I don't know. I think the minute Pippa dismounts to build anything, he's going to... Uh, again, Abraxas loves the snow. Um, and he's he's going to kind of just gallivant around. I think this is the happiest you guys have seen Odessa in the snow. <laughs> I was surprised she even wanted to lie down. (laughs) She was just like, I need to make all of this go away. The best way I can do that is if I shove Manette into the snow, I need an excuse. (laughs) Snow angels are a thing. This sounds great. Let's do that. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) I think 
I think this kind of a midday uh, respite from the walking, because it is a three-hour walk. You're probably about an hour and a half in when this happened. So you guys brush off the snow and can't have lunch um, except for Hatch. And you see another crow feather out of the Which side he of- better hide oh, from us. <laughs> we fucking forgot. For like, we were having such a good moment, and I bet we're all kind of like, oh. <laughs> at My least you guys well well at least some of you guys can drink beer and get some liquid bread but yeah. uh <laughs> and uh you guys continue down walking and walking very uneventful very quiet you start to approach waldsby and you see nadia there kind of almost as if she ex- was expecting you waiting there and waving and smiling as if they're not giving no indication of danger perception check no <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean <laughs> for <laughs> real though <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i smell her doppelganger <laughs> detective yeah. wolf <laughs> She's holding a bomb, you all die. Oh, good. <laughs> well, damn. This is my new character, um, Dan. <laughs> so as you guys are walking forward, uh, you approach Nadia, and she dashes towards you the last little distance. She goes, my God, you're all alive. Just as she says that, the clock tower above rings as it's hitting the top of the hour. As you turn in for the night, I think I think there's some celebra- celebration that happens, and you guys are all around the tables and can't eat, but you can at least drink. Well, some of you, some nice apple cider has been made for you there, Odessa. Uh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. And you guys slowly, uh, you guys are exhausted, so I think you turn in pretty much as soon as you get into a warm environment. As you turn in for the night, elsewhere, a woman wanders through the Horwood Forest. She moves at a quick pace, unaffected by the snow and unnoticed by the creatures that invade the night. She arrives in front of the rock and waves her hand as the symbols of multiple gods show up. Her eyes dart around the rock, examining each one, but finally places her hand on the symbol of Torag and goes in. Wandering through the halls effortlessly, she is someone who has trained to not be heard. The mice in the room do not even seem to hear her. Finally, after traveling down a set of circular stairs, she feels the warmth as she comes into the warm oasis, and there sits Surag. He looks up to the woman as she removes the hood. A long braid of red hair flows behind her, silver rings intertwined between each braid. So, it's finally time, I see. He points to the water clock and the bell attached to it. The beautiful woman smiles coyly. And this concludes book one. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Uh, Pods production. I'd like to thank Amy Hankinson for writing our wonderful theme song. Nothing. Sirenscape for use of the sound effects and music. Paizo for the wonderful Reign of Winter Adventure Path. And all all you listeners. (laughs) Until next week, I'm Dustin Alexander. You can reach me on Twitter at Dustin Alexander. Dying of curiosity. I'll be posting up on Twitter and Instagram at BonanzaVamon. Uh, and this is Angel. I'll be on Twitter, or you can reach me at Twitter or Instagram at Espinoza916. That's E-S-P-I-N-O-Z-A-916. Uh, this is Kay, and you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at She's Lady Macbeth. This is Jess. You can find me on Twitter at Hank the Clank. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Follow us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag WorldsTravelers so we can thank you for spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference to us. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures.
sorry. <laughs> In my head, I was like, she's not going to turn to hard drugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not what I was talking about, young lady. 